How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Luke, Gary and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV podcast. For all your TV news, previews and reviews, hello, it's the Custard TV podcast. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website I just said. And um, joined today, as always, by Gary in the London area. Yes, the, the London area. Not going to give away my exact address. <laughs> yeah. What's the weather like today, Gary? Um, it's a bit dark, so I can't see. We will alert you if anything changes. And our man in the north, it's Mr. Matt D. Donnelly. Good Hello. evening, Matt in the north. What's Good the evening. weather like there? It's, <laughs> it, it feels like you're sort of in the sprinkler system. It's not raining completely, but you're sort of getting... Uh, Sprinkle on. Well, that's all the image. (laughs) And how is it in the deepest, darkest Worcestershire, Luke? Oh, it's just miserable. It's just miserable and damp and um, (laughs) horrible. But I'm usually a level of damp, but this is a whole different (laughs) level of damp as it is. Um, This is the Custard TV podcast. We talk about our uh, levels of dampness and then we move on and we talk about the latest TV news, previews and reviews. Matt, what do we know? Uh, Jonathan on. Ross has signed a new exclusive deal with uh, ITV, two series of the Jonathan Ross show to come in 2015. Do you think this is a good idea, Jonathan Ross re-signing? Uh, I've seen the one, I think it was the one last weekend where he had Mel B, Cheryl, uh, Steve mm. Carell, and they were all on the sofa at, one, at the same time at one point. Oh, were they? Was like, that's something Graham Norton does Graham rather Norton, than you, yeah. Rossi. I heard somebody say once, or maybe read it on Twitter, that Graham Norton's show is good because it doesn't matter who's on it, he can usually make an yeah. entertaining show. Whereas Jonathan Ross, I only watch if there's somebody on it of interest. I Whereas agree. Graham, yeah. I'll watch anyway. It, so what what I would say as well is he probably gets more sort of creative control maybe on ITV than he yeah. does on the BBC. Um, yeah. But I always enjoyed his BBC show more so than his ITV one. Maybe it's because there's no ads. But there was always that rumour as well that he was going to do like a film show on, on ITV and that's never sort of materialised, has it? Maybe um, the, the ITV show with the sparkly set and all that just seems mm. a bit more, bit too polished. Yeah. In comparison to Graham Norton's sort but, of laid back glass of wine sort of attitude that he had. Moving on, uh, Miranda, Gary's favourite, is to end... Mm. With do the catch for Christmas. Do the catch for one. Do the catch no, for one last time. Miranda. What is the catch? Miranda. I forgot the catch If it's if you have to prompt him, it's not a catch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. not a it's just something he said once, isn't it? If I have to prompt him. 
Yeah. New think. series of K-Mel as the Syndicate <laughs> is set to star uh, Lenny Henry, Anthony Andrews, Melanie Hill, and Elizabeth Barrington. I think, obviously, uh, Lenny Henry's the draw here. I believe he's playing a gardener in this. Is that right, Luke? Yes, on the autistic spectrum. Oh, so that'd be interesting. Is, so hopefully That's the name of my third album. Hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, Lenny Henry isn't watching Reese Shearsmith in Chasing Shadows. Oh, God. You know, well, I don't think anyone was watching Chasing Shadows. <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, think, just very quickly on yeah. the syndicate, do yeah. we really need a third one? Amel is sort of working between this and in the club now, it seems. There's, you yeah. know, she'll but do. That, it's, all, it's, it's just the same stories with different faces, mm. it seems, all the time, really. Sky have announced uh, a new game show starring, uh, or hosted by Mel Gidrick of Mel and Sue fame, uh, called Relatively Clever. Uh, this sounds suspiciously like another game show that uh, is coming soon that we're going to preview at the end. It's another family game show where oh, okay. you have to choose members of your family to answer certain questions. I think Mel Gidrick might be better than this show. Mm. Yeah, Ooh, I know Mel and Sue are doing a ITV daytime talk show as well, aren't they? That's more sort of their well, I mean, it, level. It, that, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, their most successful was late lunch, wasn't it? Yeah. Now this is an interesting one. ITV Encore have commissioned its first original drama, uh, which is apparently uh, the Frankenstein Chronicle, starring Sean Bean. I, I don't understand how ITV Encore is commissioning a series. It'd be like Dave Vu commissioning a series. Well, ITV, ITV Encore. Or ITV 2 plus 1. It's ridiculous. If it isn't good enough to be shown on ITV, they shouldn't be making it. But this is their pay channel, isn't it? This is meant to be like their HBO almost, isn't it? This is their... But why call it Encore? Because that makes me yeah. think that you're... Because it that is a channel already been at on. the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Bizarre. Do you want to take a guess how long it will take Sean Bean to die in this one? <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. If he's Frankenstein's monster, he could be dead in the first minute. There you go, that sounds about I, right. Yeah, I think it's actually set in the modern day, if I remember correctly, and it's sort of uh, something sinister stalks the uh, modern day landscape and Sean Bean has to save the day. It is basically one of those things where dot, dot, dot happens and Sean Bean has to save the day. After we talked about last week, Doll and M being brought back for another series and at the time saying it's good that uh, Sky are sticking with something, Sky cancels Mr. Sloan <laughs> and trying again. I well, I didn't get Mr. Sloan. I didn't watch I never trying again. It. I, di- I didn't. I didn't understand Mr. Sloan. I didn't know because it, it wasn't funny enough to be a comedy, but it was one of those weird things where it wasn't dramatic enough to be a drama either. Nick Frost again, better than the show. Trying again, I didn't. Uh, trying. I lo- I watched all of trying before, again. Right? It wasn't it? Yeah. I thought it was quite good. I think the characters were quite good and the writing was okay. And I suppose you're not the target market either, Gary, really. Are you sort of sky living? No. And if you enjoyed it, then it's sort of universal appeal. It started with the double bill, didn't it? And I remember watching that double yeah. bill and enjoying it. I didn't enjoy it too much to come back. And I think because it's on sky and we don't get sky in every room in the house, you know, it's, I'd oh, have to go out. Poor. And I'm poor in the north. <laughs> I thought Chris Addison was pretty good in it, actually. I mean, yeah, and he uh, but I think, well. that, yeah. And the other problem is, is he's now working on the fourth series of Veep in America, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently developing some of his own projects out there. So I wonder if that had something to do with it as well. Was the availability of him, and you know, as you say, because he wrote it and and starred in it, maybe it was difficult. But I just think, don't think it did well enough for 
Oh, it didn't get anything to try again. Uh, oh, moving on. <laughs> Another comedy coming to an end, sort of organically, is uh, Bad Education, uh, which uh, ended this but, week. But was it good enough to come to an end orgasmically, Gary? <laughs> quite sure I had to go down this route so I'm just going to ignore the comment and move on uh, it was a very poor final episode there were not a lot of laughs it was actually done quite sort of what's the word or what's the kind of phrase it was done almost as like a the end of like a highly successful show like a blackadder you know it's it's final episode was quite reminiscent and quite quiet and you know it ended with quite a sort of an upbeat moment and it wasn't funny the last episode there weren't the normal kind of laughs that you normally get and i think for most people this third series was a bit too much actually if it had ended after series 2 i think everyone would have gone look back on it quite fondly but I, yeah i i think it's i think it came to an end i don't think they had any more good writing left in them probably no. And obviously as well, moving on to um, the BBC Trust uh, basically saying that BBC Three moving on online is the right thing. I suppose uh, bad education coming to an end is sort of quite um, organic yeah. in terms of the channel coming to it. Well, not coming to an end if you, if you um, listen to what Danny Cohen was saying at Edinburgh. The time we were in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. one thing that was repeated over and over again was the the importance and pressure that is put on broadcasters controllers and channels in general to cater for the 16 to 34 mm. demographic definitely why would they axe a show a uh, channel excuse me why would they axe a channel that is completely devoted to those people it's just beyond me i don't Although, get it at all and you think why they're not hitting the the market with things like i mean i know it's itv but grandchester and lewis and and the great mm. fire and and on bbc oh. you've got new tricks and you've got you know, Waterloo Road, even though it's coming to an end, and all those old, you know, the old staples of Holby and Casualty. And, I mean, if you look mm. at just in the last couple of months what we've had on BBC Three since, you know, the announcement that, that uh, the the uh, controllers wanted to move it online, with, I mean, Murdered by My Boyfriend, which me and you both loved, uh, I think yeah. that's one of the, the best pieces of TV this year. Mm. I mean, we had Our World War, which was a good way of sort of presenting... The World War One coverage to to the demographic the BBC Three serves. You had the life and death row stuff. Yeah, Chris you died know, to live, which I had... thought was an extraordinary documentary. And I know really it's not was. our sort of thing, but even the revolution will be televised, which is something different. And that might be the only thing, maybe that will be moved, you know, onto the main channels. Well, as you said, one of the one of the successes of BBC Three has been the Russell Howe Good News, which starts mm. tonight on BBC Two. And I think I think that kind of thing is where. I, I think it's obvious. I think to me, it was fairly obvious when they said they were going to move programs like that and bring mm. things like bad education Bad-shots to an end. As well. Yeah, that I thought meant actually they are going to turn this. I mean, what's interesting to see will be what they do with the Freeview channel or the the two Freeview channels because they've not only got BBC Three but BBC Three High Definition on the Freeview boxes. So, what will the BBC do with that, if anything? Will they sell the space or will they use it for something? I think we're thinking the trouble of moving online will be that the budgets for commissioning things will be slashed. Yeah. I think that, you know, when the BBC Trust uh, ruled on it, it's, you know, this is where TV's going. TV is going online. And and I would agree with that. But at the same time, can they sort of assure us that the same amount of, you know, money is going to be spent on the programmes that are being made for BBC Three at the moment 
when it goes yeah. online. I'm and I think that's the problem. It's a bold move. I wonder whether it's two to three years mm. ahead of its time. Whether they, BBC shouldn't be the first channel to go online. They should be ones that should be doing it when they notice the trend is popular. Um, I also wonder what the point of BBC4 is. I mean, years ago, when I lived in the States, there used to be uh, a fair few documentaries on BBC4 that I used to enjoy and look forward to. Yeah. Now, uh, BBC4 seems to be very science-based and then repeats of old Top of the Pops. Surely... That could and, intermingle with, with and your Saturday night like, drama. Yeah, and, exactly. and repeats of Top of the Pops get more and more dangerous every week. Yeah, I know they do. <laughs> so yeah, it's like we they can't must show be these episodes left, right, yeah, and centre. I think they're coming into like '93 now. Uh, okay, <laughs> right. BBC Four do have certain nights where they are on form. Uh, Friday nights where they have the yeah. big music documentary, and Saturday nights where they have. You know, the drama at the moment, they've got the code, and in the past, obviously, they've had the big hitters like Borgen and The Bridge. But again, as you say, these there's no reason why these programs can't, can't be on board. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. BBC Two, because as well, BBC Two, you know, I can't think what's on well, Saturday we... now on BBC Two. If only well, we... you work for a TV website, then you, you know. <laughs> well, tell me then, Luke, I... what's on Saturday I... night well, on no, BBC hold... Two. While he looks That's that up, all. I think one of the things... <laughs> I don't need to look it up, I know it. <laughs> One of the things to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we talked about is that the BBC channels, particularly, are losing their identity a bit. We said this about ITV. Now, even ITV have rebranded and said, "Look, ITVB is your female, eighteen to thirty-four. ITV Two is your male, eighteen to thirty-four." You know, I think the BBC need to think about what the channels are about. And who their core audience are. I think they're forgetting that. Going back to what Luke Luke said as well. I mean, they were were complaining that, you know, BBC One's average age is 59. You know, average BBC One viewer is 59. But as you say, I mean, the the one thing they could do is obviously incorporate some of these programmes from BBC Three onto the main channels. But it looks like if they do that, it is going to be in the post uh, news slot, isn't it? The sort of yeah ten thirty five. Let's just take this Saturday on two for an example. <laughs> um, eight thirty Dad's Army repeat. That's very contemporary and with it. Uh, Nine o'clock <laughs> a. Br- a brand new QI XL, that's the extra long version of Friday Night's QI. And then at quarter to ten, a repeat of Dylan Thomas, a poet in New York, starring Tom Hollander from earlier on in the year. Why those BBC4 musical documentaries or Scandi Norway dramas can't be there? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's. Particularly it's, the BBC4 uh... Scandinavian dramas, they could really make BBC2. You know, different with those. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. We start with a program that came to an end this uh, this weekend, uh, Our Girl, which um, we've been sort of on and off with over the last uh, few weeks. 
There's uh, not been uh, a drama of late where I've, I've tossed and turned yeah. and to and fro quite this much about, but I think, no. as you're about to say, this finale <coughs> saved yeah. it for us. Now, before we speak any further, Gary, how far have you got? Uh, about not? episode four, but I've given up. Don't worry oh, about it. Okay. I, I, I think the soapy, more soapy elephant taken over, and I didn't enjoy it as much. I didn't see the soapy elephant. elephant. <laughs> soapy <laughs> elephant wasn't me. <laughs> well, I think that you should give the end of it a go because I think that's how okay. me and Luke were feeling. But the fifth one mm. was so it good for all of us. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the way they did it was that they sort of devoted the first third of the episode sort of to the love triangle and then she got a scene with each of the men didn't she i think that was a good way and to do that, it yeah and then the rest of it was about her and her relationship with her family and her relationship with the little girl bashira back in afghanistan in, in fact now i think about it the elephant wasn't even in it at all no. and i just i mean i think we love the actors who played the family anyway don't we with um yeah. carrie godleyman and ruth sheen and it's just it was just well put together i mean at the start of it i was i was dreading it you know when she was in and out of the hospital but by the end i, I thought the, the the last five minutes were really well done and i think yeah, Gary, you should at least give it a go just to sort okay. of for some finality, if anything else. And uh, yeah. we, the other day, me and Luke actually uh, right, interviewed Tony Grant, yeah. did we not? In this exclusive clip, especially for the podcast, you can read the interview online now, uh, we spoke to Tony about where his daughter fitted in into the new series. Have a listen. We both thought that in the single... Molly had an, a, a sister nearer to her own age because I thought yes, she did. Where... Yeah, yeah, and um, that was simply because that sister um, uh, went to EastEnders and is in EastEnders, and so we oh. thought, you know, um, I only know her name in real life. It's Mimi Keane, so God knows what part. Oh, right, yeah, but um, yeah, she plays but, Cindy Beale. Uh, right, oh, okay, right. Yeah. So we couldn't obviously have. Um, that shows how much I watch EastEnders, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we, we couldn't um, we couldn't have like you know Lacey working with somebody else from EastEnders it would have seemed a bit dark yeah. Yeah. there were so many kids floating around we just moved the next one up to have those <laughs> yeah, so, so as it happened yeah, there was like I don't know five or six kids and the next one down was my daughter and my daughter you know oh, hasn't got yeah. any particular aspirations it's just that when we were filming those scenes in the single it was half term and my missus is a teacher so I said well you'll have to come to work with me and so I said well right, stand over there and then suddenly from the series <laughs> right you're on. It's like she's off the bench. It's like she suddenly so, she suddenly had to do a Tevez, but um, but uh, yeah, no, it's fine because she just was it your daughter that was cutting the uh, the cheese up last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. That yeah, I just brilliant. just be in the kitchen and be the stroppy little mare you are at home. You'll be fine. <laughs> Drawing on real life experience. <laughs> yeah. Is it too soon, or are you? Do you have any aspirations to continue it past where we are now? Um, we definitely could do. I mean, you know, the BBC uh, will say it's too early to, to comment because presumably they've now got a, you know, ditzy around and do their whatever they do for um, yeah. however long. Um, I'd love to do some more um, uh, stories and, uh, you know, with her. And uh, yeah, as you could tell last night, I don't know whether you were on Twitter, but um, yeah. it, uh, it went as, as mad as I've ever known about anything, you know. You know, you think of all that was going on in um, in, uh, in Syria and ISIS and Ebola, and our girl was like the three most top, <laughs> top, like, topics in the world. 
Uh, would you watch a second series if, if one was commissioned? Yes, because I, th- I feel like the way everything was tied up, not wanting to spoil anything for anybody, the way everything was tied up, mm. I don't think they'd repeat themselves in the story they'd no. tell. So it would, it would be a completely different story. And I do think the character has got a great, uh, unique voice on her. And also, now, especially now that BBC Three are going, this is one of those shows that does reach that 16 to 34 demographic. That uh, Tony Grounds did a Q&A on Sunday night following the uh, end of the series, and it was all young girls and young, young teens. Mm. So to get them, A, indoors on a Sunday night and not out in hoodies is, is a great thing, and B... <laughs> To get them watching BBC One with or without their parents at nine o'clock on a Sunday mm. before school and after their bath is another <laughs> really good thing. <laughs> oh, so, you're so in love with the youth, Luke. Well, you see, being <laughs> in the seen... north, we you know we only bath once a month, so it's alright. <laughs> okay, that's why you found it so funny. So, if you're yeah, not killing uh, your grandmothers. Yeah, or selling, selling them, I think. Killing them. <laughs> killing them to the extreme. <laughs> Or was it threatening right. to kill them? Oh, sorry. No, I'm... selling them. Selling! Ah, I knew it was a word. <laughs> Have you told your friends about this podcast? No. Well, tell them now. The Custard TV Live. Yes. To who? Are we up to date with it? <sighs> yes. Uh, latest episode saw the Doctor shrunken down inside a tiny TARDIS... Uh, with uh, Clara <laughs> on the outside, I know. Inside a tiny TARDIS sounds rather rude. Inside a tiny TARDIS, uh, with Clara on the outside pretending to be the Doctor, uh, which I thought was a nice twist. I enjoyed the uh, killer graffiti, and I thought that was yeah. a, a nice twist. I think I've enjoyed this series of Doctor Who immensely more so than I have the last couple. I don't know what you yes. thought about it, but I think part of it is the relationship between Clara and the Doctor. I've never been a massive fan of Clara up to now. I think it's good that they've got sort of a almost like a father-daughter relationship as opposed to the last couple of years with Matt yeah. Smith. You know, both of his companions have been women who, you know, will they, won't they, maybe get it on with him at some point. This is purely sort of old man, yeah. young girl, almost like a fatherly figure. That's why they've given her the, the love interest away from... You know, well, I think to me that was the important addition was when they introduced the the love interest, it cemented that relationship between uh, the Doctor and Clara as father daughter. Whereas before, I think in the first few episodes, I was very confused. I didn't like the writing. I felt it was very generic, and, lo- and it but was like a reboot. Now. now the interesting thing is that they've shown you at the end of this last episode that the the Missy character is linked with Clara. Now I'm interested. You know, it's like. I was hoping that that character would be something to do with, you know, what's going on, and now I know that it is. It's I'm really looking forward to the last few episodes of this series. There's that theory that she's the woman, you know, in the computer shop who gave her the number, isn't there? That's one of the many theories yeah. that's sort of batting around at the moment. I enjoyed the, the Orient Express episode as well, especially for um, Frank Skinner's audition for Peaky Blinders. I don't know if you well, noticed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was very much behind the fact that I thought Frank Skinner was the one that was that was bringing them there and was pulling the strings, and mm. it kind of implied it but never said it. No. Um, so I, I, I thought it was a good. Well, I think he did all right though, Frank Skinner. You know, yeah, not think, known yeah. for acting. Guys, 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 we're still talking about Doctor Who. Well, should we talk no, about EastEnders it, it, instead then, Luke? It's a kids. It's a kids program. It's a kids program. Let's move Why on. is it on at eight thirty on BBC One then? Because the kids ah. are on Strictly. The kids are oh, okay. on Strictly. 
Fair enough. So, um, well, I thought we'd talk about EastEnders tonight because I know Gary, you can go and make a sandwich or something because I know you Thanks. don't want. Thanks. Yeah, I'll watch Tell. Turn up for the books. Um, <laughs> yeah. When have you ever watched Telly before? <laughs> just because it's been sort of a year now since Dominic Treadwell Collins has taken over as executive producer, and it was around this sort of time last year, maybe a bit earlier, when uh, Charlotte Moore, the controller of BBC One, said that she wanted to make EastEnders the sort of, you know, uh, prime time drama, the sort of pinnacle of of BBC One. And I don't know, Luke, what you thought. You know, your of the three of us, I mean, I watch it occasionally. I'm not every night, but you do sort of watch it on a regular basis, wow. don't you? Are you actually watching telly in the background? Oh, see, there was a bit of the one show with Richard from Pointless and Bradley Walsh okay. from The Chase. EastEnders is, is one of those shows where you do, with any soap, I suppose, you do watch it because you've been watching it for so many years, and it was before Dominic Treadwell Collins took over, getting to the point where this is getting ridiculous, I'm just watching it because I watch it, but now I do look forward to it, they've been very good at keeping a lot of the returns and a lot of the twists and turns uh, a secret, which has been helpful, I think, for the show, I mean, in the world of social media, if you can keep anything yeah. a secret, it's fantastic. They've had a couple, haven't they, they've had Jane and uh, I think Anthony Truman came back for a couple of episodes, didn't he? I remember Dominic Treadwell Collins saying uh, when he took the job that he went back and he read uh, a book written by the original uh, conceivers of EastEnders and sort of went back to what the origins of the show are and I think he's done that and really well. And based it around more the families, hasn't he? One thing I would say that the, the team have done well, I don't know how much of this is Dominic because I don't really fully understand what his job entails, but I think what they've done well is they have managed to have, s- there's so many storylines going on, mm. but, but they're not bumping up against one another, you no. don't feel overwhelmed. Uh, the Lucy Beale story, which is obviously their big reveal over the 30th anniversary in February, hasn't been at the forefront, but it's been in the background. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. During the Jeep Wrap-Up the Year sales event, give yourself the gift of freedom with a wide selection of great offers on your favorite Jeep brand vehicles. Now well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2024 Jeep Wrangler Sport S 4xe for $379 a month for 36 months with $5,549 due at signing. Tax, title, license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Stellantis Financial. Extra charge for miles over $30,000. Includes $7,500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 1-2. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's still there, isn't it? And I mean, at the moment as well, we should uh, quickly mention the the sort of rape storyline that's going on at the moment, which I think has been brilliantly handled, um, with especially with Kelly Bright, who's, who's sort of finally been given time to shine in, in the role, and I think she's just done tremendously. You know, in a year from now, you might be all settled down with the girl you want to marry. What if I'm not? What if I'm different to everyone else? What if I don't get to have that stuff? What stuff? Family. People that love you. You already do. You're part of this family, Dean. No, I'm not. We both know that I'm not. I mean, Mick puts up with me because he has to, because Shirley tells him to. I know he doesn't like me. You're just being daft. You're, you're being paranoid. Am I? I mean, be honest with me, Linda. 
If I wasn't Mick's nephew, if you didn't feel like you had to be kind to me, would you even bother? Yes. No, you're just saying that. I'm not. No, it's okay. I can take it. Just be honest with me, as long as I know. Know what? No, I mean, I mean that way. I won't, I won't get too close. I won't. I won't let my guard know down. Know what, Dean? No, I just, Dean. Just as long as I know. Look at me. I just, if I just know. Dean. Then. Know what? That's what I just. As long as I know that I'm not wanted. Dean, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? Just a couple of new programmes just quickly. Uh, the Great Fire, a historical drama on ITV, which started uh, last Thursday. I know, Luke, did you get through all of episode one? I did, but it was a struggle. Yeah, I mean, I agree it was a struggle because calling it The Great Fire and then not starting the fire till after the second advert break, all, you know, taking liberties. I'm going to propose something controversial here to you, Luke. Would it have been more exciting had they started in the middle with a bit of fire, and then gone two weeks earlier. Well, no, be, I, say if I, I, say no, I say no, because with a title like The Great Fire, we know there's going to be a great <coughs> fire at some point. So it doesn't. you don't need the fire straight away, mm. you know it's coming. You just the think it took a while coming. It just took, and also it didn't, it's a bugbear of mine, you can listen to any podcast, I've probably said it every week. The dialogue in this was really clunky. I didn't yeah. believe any of it. Too expositional, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, it Charles just... II is, is ruining the economy. Is Charles II ruining the economy? That's nice. Pay attention, audience yeah. members. Yeah. Stuff like that. You must know this. It's history. The things you do learn, though, I thought it was going to be like a big gas fire. It wasn't. <laughs> so that's the sort of thing you learn. Someone left the immersion on too long. <laughs> yeah. In the north. Uh, can't get, you can't there. get the stuff. Uh, did you watch that, Gary? On Channel 4? No, but I know how they feel. <laughs> I agree with the sentiment, if not the programme. Now, this seemed to be another... I mean, I really enjoyed this, but this did seem to me to be another Channel 4 sort of laughing at posh people documentary. They did yeah, another it, one it of these was... a couple of years back. Was it called The Aristocrats? Yeah, the yeah. trailer looked very similar. Come here. Thank you very much. You come very highly recommended. <laughs> the cream of society... Kissy, kissy, boo, boo, ...has always needed a little help probably the only person over 50 with my nanny on site but finding the right staff you do something to my dogs i do something to your cat can be the toughest job of all have you got a gun no no gun i'm looking for someone that can basically be me but not sleep with my husband everybody needs to remember what their role in life is they're there to serve a brand new series you can't get the staff starts tuesday at nine it was one of these shows that, that instead of you know shining a light on the people it was uh, documenting, it sort of sniggered at them mm-hmm. behind its back, or not even behind their back, sometimes right in front of their face. Uh, it was an interesting concept. It's one of these things that you, you see on the listings. There are five of them. I don't know whether yeah. they're five. I mean, it's going to be similar, isn't it? I mean, I... The only thing I was fairly intrigued with was the young lad who was the you know, first-time butler... Was anything going to yeah. go wrong? That was the only thing that sort of... There was an interesting sequence where another young lad, or chap in the case of uh, You Can't Get the Staff, uh, confronted the lady he was going to be working for and said he couldn't work with her because she hunted. And he yeah. just couldn't, you know... She, she, was one of the Ro- she was one of the Roman officers. Lucky he didn't get shot. And I, lo- I love the fact this is how posh it is. One of the jobs that was being applied for was someone to polish a gun collection. 
there was also bits of it, and there sometimes is in it because Channel Four do documentaries, but you know when they really stick, put their mind to it, they they're very difficult to be beaten on documentaries. But this had a lot of filler in it, like how to pour uh, champagne correctly, yeah. and a lot of filler that you just think, why did they put that in? I, you can understand it. when they do it on the Great British Bake Off Masterclass when Paul Hollywood shows you how to make perfect pastry, but. Uh, yeah. Or perfect um, buns. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to a bit of uh, reality show uh, madness now. X Factor saw another double elimination at the weekend. I don't think there was any surprises when uh, the alienating Chloe Jasmine left after giving one of the worst performances I've oh, ever heard man. on the X Factor. And, and the point now where you can sort of guess what the judges say and we've sort of almost started playing X Factor Bingo where you get sort of a ready-made pop yeah. star, you're what this competition's all about. Um, I'm confused by choice. you. You can... yeah. I'm confused there's by the, there's you. The general... yeah. Louis Walsh's yeah. best one this weekend. You've got the big package. And, yeah. and you remind me of a sober George Michael. Well, which yeah. I, which I like. It comes um, to something when the best part of a talent show that goes on for an hour and a half is the fact that Cheryl Cole's dressed like Kermit the Frog. That was uh, the only highlight. Uh, but no one, no thing. one apart from on Twitter, sort of highlighted that Mel B's dress was a shade like Mixed Piggy. Um, Mixed but Piggy. I, I, this piggy. <laughs> and I'd have to agree Little as well that. Uh, oh, no. I, I would, I would disagree with the internet. I thought Cheryl's dress made her look more like the Jolly Green Giant than Kermit the Frog. Meanwhile, over on Strictly Come Dancing, uh, old Tim Wonnacott finally left uh, after giving an interesting Pasado play. Highlight, yeah. oh, and, and Luke watched so Strictly this week as well. I did, under duress with chips in my mouth. <laughs> um, so he got to experience the, uh, the wonder that is Alison Hammond doing uh, yeah. the Samba, I believe it was. It's not uh, been confirmed, but there was an avalanche this week as well. <laughs> I don't know if there's any A small seismic it. shift <laughs> yeah, near L Street was experienced. They yeah. kind of need to do a double eviction on Strictly, don't they, really? Because, again, there's still too many of them. The programme's still too long to be Let, tight and entertaining. They don't really do double ones till near the end, if I remember correctly. No, but they um, could do with that. Because they've got to get rid of Judy Murray and you know, Scott Mills. The sooner like... Mark Wright goes, the better. I mean, I, you know, he wasn't going to go this weekend, but I'm glad he's sort of already popping up in the bottom two this early on. Enjoying Strictly still, Gary, or just a bit bored because yeah, there's too I, much? Too... I, I think perhaps that it, it, there's too many of them, as I say. And, I, you know, the, the, the Donny Osmond effect last week put me off a little bit. You know, this idea that one judge can come in and just give a 10, it kind of ruined the, 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 the ratings a bit. Or that you know the, the marks that they give, but I'm I'm still enjoying it, and I I, I still I still think that uh, the Tess and Claudia do a great job. 
Uh, and I'm not yeah, missing Bruce. I think it's a lot more professional, isn't it, now that Bruce has gone. Yeah. It feels a lot slicker, a lot smoother. Finally, one thing that me and Luke wanted to talk about, um, because we haven't really promoted it enough on the podcast up to this point, was Scott and Bailey. There was an episode a couple of weeks ago which we both really enjoyed. I know it, was, it was sort of a, a sort of sensitive subject about a, a baby that was found dead in its cot and was it, you know, who was to blame. And, and it was just really, really well acted and, and quite sensitively done and I think the thing we like about Scott and Bailey the most is it's believability isn't it? Absolutely, it's one thing I always say is I, I love in a show, it doesn't matter whether it's a world I know nothing about, as long as it feels like it it belong the, the scenarios are real in that world, I can completely take it on board, that's why I, in fact I didn't mind Homeland I think, because I even though it wasn't my world I could believe these mm. things might or could happen Scott and Bailey's dialogue, unlike The Great Fire, is absolutely unbeatable the the banter between the whole cast, not and, just the main cast, and you like the fact that they, they do look like they could be real yeah, the, the, certainly the supporting cast, all this sort of, you know, uh, Pete and Mitch and all the, Chris and all their sort of uh, secondary characters all seem just like normal blokes. They don't sort of feel like actors, and that's not a knock on their acting. It's almost a you know a compliment to them. And last night's as well was really well done. Though it was all you know, it, unlike other cop shows, this did go over like uh, risk assessment and professional ethics and internal investigations and things like that. And it was all quite interesting, but in a way, the drama was based in reality, and and I really like that. And I think. You know, Leslie Sharp and um, Saran Jones, and especially Amelia Bullmore. And Pippa Hayward was in it last night, and she's always fantastic. I've been interviewed by traffic. I've been suspended from driving. That's nothing, you're being investigated. What? I've just been speaking to professional standards. They've emailed me your papers, Section 9 papers, which I have to serve you. What? What am I supposed to have done? It's a fatal road accident involving a police officer. You could go to prison for that. She won't. She could. They just have to rule it out. There's someone coming in now from professional standards to interview you. It's a joint investigation between them and traffic. It puts this whole syndicate under scrutiny. We've just found three men locked up in a shed at the Pritchard place. Shaved heads, overalls, same as Mike Greenholm. So I've said to traffic, once they've finished with Mrs Pritchard, we'd like to talk to her, and if she doesn't cooperate, we'll be arresting her on suspicion of forced labour and false imprisonment. Which is why I'm here, because it's growing. And guess who'd be the ideal person to interview her if it wasn't now totally out of the question? Janet. So that's a bummer, isn't it? Jill. And while we're on the subject of very bloody aggravating things, don't go running to people telling them you're worried about me. You came in here yesterday looking at me like a vet. I was waiting for you to prise my mouth open and check my teeth. I didn't tell her I'd spoken with you. You didn't need to. I guessed it in five seconds flat. How are you? Fine. Yeah, but how are you? I'm fine. I tried to talk to you way back when you returned to work after Helen Bartlett abducted you and I asked you how you were getting on with counselling. And I said it was rubbish, which it is. And you said that you'd stop going and I said that I'd found counselling very helpful after I got stabbed. He was an idiot. He talked to because you, you weren't rubbish, receptive to that, because your behaviour has been erratic and because I've been aware of you drinking more lately and at work and because I've known you for over 20 years and I don't think you're fine. She rang me and I don't think you're fine either. I'm not gonna sit here and be patronized and preached at. I know exactly what's up with me. I can't make decisions. I can but not like I used to. It's a confidence thing. I doubt myself. I have a drink. I don't doubt myself. It works and if you think I'm gonna give anyone the satisfaction of falling to pieces five minutes before I retire or after or ever you don't know me. Don't be daft. Of course we do which is why you need to put your spikes in and listen and stop being such a stubborn cow. 
Point taken. I do have my fingers crossed that this isn't the end. This that's the yeah. only thing, and we think I, it will I think be. It's sig- signaling that, and I just think it's a real shame that mm. ITV have done it a disservice. A for putting it on a Wednesday night midweek, and B for not promoting. But it's, it I mean, year. it's still doing like consolidated races of about four and a half million, which isn't bad. You know, seeing mm. as it's been up against Arzu and it's now up against The Apprentice, I think it's mm. doing well. And you know, they're bringing back Lewis, uh, in, and I think you know they need to keep this on. Instead of sort of keep bringing things back, I think this is a show that is well written, well acted, and accessible. And I think that you know you can't say that about a lot of programmes. Okay. Uh, Scott and Bailey finishes. We don't know if it's the last series, but it finishes on Wednesday at nine yeah. on ITV. And please catch up now if you can. With the second ITV part player. of the um, this episode that aired last night. Okay. Um, <laughs> Monday night at nine p.m. Something we might be checking out is uh, Intruders on BBC Two. Uh, this stars John Sim with an American accent, and it was a drama that was on BBC America. As is the trend now for uh, a. Us British to take on mm. the American accent. Well, if Doctor Who could do it, so could like the, I, so could the master. Like, like I just did absolutely effortlessly there without any prior training, apart from the twelve years in America. Oh, <laughs> have it, Luke? Have you have you watched this any of this yet? I haven't yet. I mean, I mean, aside from John Sim, who is normally enough of a draw, the premise isn't a premise that grabs me. You know, I just spoke about how important it is that things happen in a real reality world and this is about people snatching other people's bodies what I do on my weekend shouldn't <laughs> be on telly <laughs> moving on to uh, talking to people being grabbed the missing new 8 part drama this is Tuesday night 9 o'clock on BBC One starring uh, James Nesbitt uh, this is yeah. him losing his well his son gets kidnapped while they're in France and this has got a lovely uh, flash-forward scene that Luke's big oh. fan. Um, and is it nine years in in the in the future? Nine I years think, ago, it I, happens. I, well, yeah, I think two thousand six. Yeah. So, so obviously, this is going to draw sort of comparisons to the McCanns, isn't it? But I mean, yeah. is there is there much to be drawn? Because I know you've seen the first the first episode. I have seen the first one, but I think again because of the flash-forward, it's like if Broadchurch had started. With the police knocking on their door. Yeah. And you didn't have all that uh, exposition that Broadchurch did so well. And it's really hard to care about somebody who's going missing when you don't really know who the missing person is and who, you know, their family are. And you only see it after the fact. Whereas if they'd done similar to Broadchurch where it builds up into this boy going missing on on a sunny family holiday in France, it might have a different feel. It's very dark. It's very grim. There's not a laugh in it, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you look for on, you know, dramas. Yeah. A lot of laughter. But, um, but it, but it, I don't know. I'm sure it'll be a talking point, and I hope we'll all watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a go. Gary? Why not? Because uh, it's, it's on, on the telly. telly. Uh, more Jeez. laughing at oh, yeah, okay. people. Uh, BBC Three, Tuesday, 10 o'clock. Life is tough. Uh, this, again, focuses on the uh, Fulford family. I won't use their full name. This is sort of this is a half an hour, aren't they? Well, I watched it, and I don't approve of you know their language or the lifestyle necessarily, but it's annoyingly watchable. Okay, really? yeah, it's half it's half an hour, and it goes by very quickly, and it is sort of a window into a world that we know nothing about, especially Matt in the north. 
something I do know about, council estates. Uh, oh, <laughs> there you go. People like us, which I was, uh, and, and Luke, I think, as well, we were big fans of the first series that were set in uh, Alderhay near Manchester um, back in early 2013. Uh, People Like Us returns are Wednesday 9 o'clock on BBC Three. This time it's moving to uh, Chemsley Wood Estate near Birmingham. It'll be interesting to see what they do anyway. Um, Moving on, a bit of music, uh, the Mercury Prize. (laughs) I thought you were going to sing then. Uh, No, that's that's in a bit. Gary's got a Mercury Prize winning uh, song for us tonight. I've got a a real classic. Now this is odd how they do this. More Forshet shows the, the sort of whole event where all you know some of the candidates perform live uh and nominees the, i think is yeah nominees uh and then this uh, is crossover for, with the apprentice for five yeah, for five minutes on channel four they do re- like do a live reveal of the winner and then it bounces back to more four again um weird. yeah so it's a bit weird but uh p- trendy people unlike us will hopefully know some of the nominees Next Thursday night, Sky One, uh, the return of Arrow at 8pm. Gary, are you watching Arrow? Uh, I watched about half the first series but didn't carry on. But um, apparently it has got better. It has introduced lots of new characters and, and, and twists. And it's got its own spin-off. I believe that The, the Flash uh, is, is a spin-off starting on, on Sky One soon, which is a, a spin-off of Arrow. Is Arrow an American remake of Poirot? No. No, no, it's not. It's, okay. it's not. Or the life story of uh, Eric Bristow. <laughs> He's got the yips now. Do you know that? He can't throw darts. The yips. The yips. It's an official. It's a medical term. He, get, he gets to the point where where he would release the dart and he can't do it. Is it like carpal tunnel or something like that? Not really, no. <laughs> okay. I'm uh, glad you heard that as well because I thought I was going mad. And and if you suffer from the yips, maybe you could go to hospital, and maybe you could oh. go to Saint <laughs> George's Hospital in Tooting, which is the uh, destination for the new series, the Twenty Four Hours in A and E, which uh, finally moves from um, King. Kings. 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 We've been watching Twenty Four Hours in A and E. I know it's sort of. You know, Absolutely, I will. It but was, it's, it's, yeah, it was sort. It's I not think the, it's not the draw that it yeah, once was. I hope, hoping you know that moving it to a new uh, hospital will give it a bit more life. You know, new staff members. You you want more severe injuries? More severe injuries. <laughs> you know, life threatening. <laughs> Basically, more deaths is what we're saying. Here. I've got a crowbar <laughs> is stuck in my arm. Can you please help me? Yes, I've got the yips. <laughs> yeah. Eric Bristow could go down there one week. It'd be, it'd be seen. It'd be a good episode. Um, can I just ask? A, a worrying trend has crept across the podcast over the last few weeks. There's been no mention of Gary's beloved neighbour, Mrs. Mrs. McNamara. Oh, yeah. What has happened there? Did she die horribly? No, no, no. Um, oh, okay. That's good. I have I have seen her, but as the, as the evenings have started to draw in, you know, and... It's, there's less light around, uh, you know. Is she in a box now with a wheel and a bit of straw? Is that yeah, that's saying? right. She is the Blue Peter Tortoise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I must admit, I haven't, I, you've reminded me. What I'll do is I'll, I'll knock on her door over the next few days and make uh, sure she's okay. I haven't seen her. If you want to, you can give us a like on Facebook. Our Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. Um, also, uh, you can uh, listen every week by subscribing on iTunes. It'll just pop on your iPlayer of, iPlayer of choice or and MP3 player of choice even it, 
uh, and you can give us a five star review. And if you, you if you listen to us on a regular basis and you think you've got a friend who might like three blokes talking about TV, even though one of them hasn't really watched much TV, then just tell them, you know, <laughs> word of mouth helps us out and, and you know, uh, yeah. hopefully... And see, if they can, see if they can guess which one of the three hasn't. <laughs> I've watched Could plenty it... of television, just none of what you two have watched. Let's just quickly run through it. What what have been the highlights in, in your, of week. your TV week? Okay, we can put some music under the under the back. Yeah. Button, yeah. Okay, I've watched I've watched um, uh, <laughs> only connect. I watched right. episode two of Gotham. That was very good. I'm going to carry on with that. Uh, last night I watched the football because I'm a bloke and watched that. Uh, yeah. On Sunday I watched the American football because I like that. Uh, I watched the news um, pretty much every night. <laughs> the news. The news. It counts. It's on television. I watched a couple of episodes of News Night. Uh, I've watched. Uh, I watched Bad Education and Doctor Who. And, news. and adverts, and they <laughs> count. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was my oh, birthday. Yeah. Leave me alone. I was busy. Okay, so if you want to follow Gary and keep abreast of the news and his breasts, as it happens, uh, at the Gary Show on Twitter, or if you want to follow the host of tonight's podcast, that's Matt DJ Donnelly at at Matt's TV Bites, and I, who has spoken very little but with great passion tonight, I'm at Luke Custard TV. <laughs> Sorry, very little. Luke, I thought you dropped your tum- trumpet, but it looks like you're blowing it instead. I could edit that very poorly. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of things that don't sound as good as you hope, we're going to end with Gary singing us out. So um, it's by an American experimental composer called John Cage, uh, and it's entitled. <laughs> I don't know him. You don't know him? No. Uh, it's it's a moving piece. It's a piece in three movements. I'm not expecting for you to sing around <laughs> for all three movements. Um, and it, it was composed whilst he was working on the piece called Sonatas and Interludes, a, a song I'm sure you know, an album I'm sure that you're, you're very familiar with. And um, it's called um, it's called Four Minutes Thirty Three, and I'm going to start it now. <laughs> Oh. Only another four minutes no. twenty three to go. Are we really broadcasting four and a half minutes of silence? Yep. End of movement one. Is that what you said? It sounds like you just been to the loo a bit. Anyway, isn't it? You're ruining this one. Shush. Okay, there you go. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.